Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by Jamie Conlon. Jamie, it's been a while. How's things, mate? All good, mate. All good. Mr. Worldwide, you are these days? Nah, I don't know about that. Don't know about that. You've uh, since we last spoke, Conlon Boxing has went from being a good promotional company to now a great promotional company. What's changed in this time, Jamie? It just went straight up. Colin McGuigan's left us, so... And that's exactly <laughs> what happened, yeah. It got better. No, no, we're still the same. It's just, we're just, we're just, uh, we're taking our opportunities that 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 uh, come at us, and it's good. It, it is really good. We've got a good stable of young fighters coming through, and then a good stable of fighters that we believe can start the headline shows within the next 12 months here in Belfast. And, yeah, big, big, big time boxing in Belfast is booming, and... And long may continue. Let's talk a bit about the stable of fetters. First of all, we'll go with Kurt Walker, someone who you've obviously known on a personal basis for a long time. Now you're managing his career. Happy with Kurt's year so far? What what do we expect maybe in the next six to twelve months for Kurt Walker? We're we're on the stage now where he needs to be challenged for for uh, tales for men or tales testing his testing him testing mentally and physically fights that will be you know, kind of gut checks and, and, and everything that's needed. But he's at that stage. He's an elite level amateur. He can't hang around for too long fighting, you know, the six and eight rounders where, where he's, he's he's meant to win and, you know, it's needed and it's learning process in his career. But he's now at the stage where fights, which will both excite him and the, and the people who are behind him and his supporters, uh, the next level kind of fights is what's needed. He's at that stage now, and that's what we're looking at. We might have potentially one more eight rounder, and then kick off the new year with Kurt Walker in the Ulster Hall or something like that. Um, that's the plan. Initially, was the plan for December was the first headline. Um, sorry, first title fight, but plans changed, and and uh, Matram came on board with Michael, and that kind of swayed things out of Kurt's favor. But we'll have one more fight before Christmas. And then we'll go in the hotels. Kieran Malloy, another obviously one of the first signings you made alongside Kurt at Conlon Boxing. US debut coming up next Saturday night. Excited about this rise for Kieran in the US, and you feel that he will be able to solidify himself as an Irish fighter over there because obviously there's a massive Irish fan base in Boston for a start. It is, and his family, he's got big family there. So I think he's he's ready made, tailor made for 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 the US. You know, Irish American fan base, 
his exciting style, punches with either hand, fast, can talk, clean cut, really, really gets on well with people, very approachable. But also, this kid can fight like fuck. So I think the, the, we're dipping our, our, dipping our toe in the water with, with a very small card in Boston, which um, Top Rank of Kenley let him, let him, let him do and, and build the fan base on the East Coast. And then hopefully we go again before Christmas and then back over to the States early part of next year or potentially another big fight. So he, he's, he's not far behind Kurt in, in his progression. But, um, yeah, I think within the next six to 12 months, we're again, challenging people, challenging fights, building processes. Is, is, his progress is unbelievable. And his performance in the Falls Park, I thought, was exceptional. I, he really did steal the show for me and took Paddy Donovan and Dalton Smith, you know, six, seven rounds to, to, to do what he'd done in one. And, and they didn't do it so clean the way he had done it. So... Yeah, very, very impressed with Kieran, and I'm, I'm looking forward to next Saturday night in Boston. Podrick McCrory is someone who you call him a Cinderella man. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed that night in Frankfurt. Probably my favourite night in boxing, to be honest, to date. It was unbelievable that night. Can we expect more of those nights for Podrick McCrory? Yeah, well, Paulie's situation is a bit different. You know, it's a bit of a waiting game, bit of cat and mouse, number three in the world with WBA. Big fights are being rumoured, big fights are being tipped about, touched on, and then not being fulfilled. But he's been taking fights for the last, I think, since that night in uh, in Frankfurt. He's been taking fights with a bad hand, and people don't realise the extent of what his, his hand was like. It was it was a mess before the last fight against Steve Woodall. He could, I think he'd only done one spar going into the fight. His hand was playing up even on the week of the fight. I don't think he could close it at one stage. And, you know, it's a testament to Paulie, his, his mental um, character to be able to carry a show on his back and, and go out there and perform in a real, real hostile fight that was hot, that was, you know, Steve came at a, at a high pace and, and really pushed him to, the, to his very limits. And that was a big risk, low reward fight for Paulie. And we're not really... We're not really, we shouldn't really be taking any more of them. It should be all big reward to match the risk now for Paulie. And that's, that's what we're doing. He's going to take some time to let the hand rest, recover, and he'll be back hopefully with something big in the early part of next year. I'm sure you've heard me uh, on interviews with Frank Smith, Eddie Hearn, asking the question about Edgar Berlanga, asking the question about Diego Pacheco. Are those the type of fights you want to see Paulie McCrory in in the new year? Yeah, I think that's where he deserves to be. Um, what about an all-Irish fight with Jason Quigley? Is that? Love it. Love it. It's a fantastic fight. It's a fight as well. It's actually a fight that, you know, he, he, he doesn't get probably the reward that he would deserve if he beat it, it, it Jason Quigley because he's a, uh, he's a world-class fighter. But it could then entice the bigger names to come. I think... With Paulie, we do have a, a very good WBA ranking, so that's that's kind of what we're where we're sitting with. But if we also have a big name on the on the chopping block, it's it's another kind of stick to to throw out or carrot to throw out for the for the bigger guys to make him more a viable and commercial option. Um, but Paulie's a man who takes opportunities, and and the risk with Paulie is. Is as we seen in in Frankfurt that night, where where they they took a big risk and a gamble, thinking 
this is a you know this is a very limited failure and then he hits you on the chin and it's it's good night Irene so that's like he he is a bit of a a secret for us on the world stage we we know him here and we followed his career from the dev niche until where it is now but on the world stage people don't realize what he can do and what he's like and how hard he is when you watch him on tape doesn't look as good as what he is in the ring and when he when he hits you you know you've been hit Fergus Quinn in the US next Saturday night with Malloy on the same card in Boston Fergus next year what's his next 6 to 12 months look like well, well, Fergus, again, like the other two lads, is just begging for for fifty fifty fights and just wants to go out and prove himself. Um, Boston, again, tailor made for for the East Coast of America. Is Fergus all balls, all guts, just nonstop aggression, nonstop work rate, fan friendly style, which he does bring a big big fan base. He does have good fa- good family connections in New York and on in Boston, so. And also in Philadelphia, so he, he's he's bringing a good crowd to Boston. Um, it's the first again, first opportunity to see what it's like outside of your outside of Ireland to see what it's like with this different commission, following all the the process before fake medical ways and, and we things like that. But we've been talking of different names, and you know, we're doing a show here, obviously December second with Matchroom, and and he was saying, just give me any of the Matchroom boys, yeah, I have fit any of them but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to work that way. Most likely he will appear on that card as well in the sixth rounder. And then him and Kurt Walker most will be in the, the Ulster Hall some, sometime early part of next year. We'll go quickly through the next few and then we'll get on to, to Michael and stuff. But I like still McGanny and George O'Connor. What's the story with those two? When are we going to see those two next? George will announce something very, very soon. Same with Alex. Both of them will fight before Christmas. Um... Alex, a bit unfortunate, was due to fight in France against uh, Bellini, who, who Gary Colley had beat on a matchroom card in one round. So he was going out in France November 11th and got a cut on his nose. And just a few wee things have happened. He's again, he get reopened and when he tried to go back and spar. And it's just, he's just been waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, potential fight with Selfie Bar just couldn't be materialized on the Katie Taylor card. And yeah, we're, 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 Still with Alex wanting to get him out there and get him active. The key for me is to get him active first and then he's ready to fight anyone. I've seen him in the gym and he has all the talent. He just needs to be able to progress himself and build himself back into the momentum stage and then he's ready to fight anyone. He's balls to burn. Um, He's a great boxing mind, real, real fucking articulate mind when it comes to boxing. And he just wants to go out there and showcase his talents. He feels like he hasn't been able to do that. And and boxing is escaping him now because of that. So it's just about getting him active. We'll, we'll get him out before Christmas. And then he's ready to go against against any of the guys, self, anyone else at 130, Kakechi, anyone else is there. He, he's willing to take that opportunity. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and then Georgia, we just need to be, it's, built, it's, it's baby steps to Georgia back in. Again, two or three fights, and she's ready to ready to go into the mix again. So, um, both of them will be out before Christmas. The next two fellas face off. You're in a privileged position. You know them both so well. You promote both. You manage both. Is that a tough night for you in December second when they're both facing yeah. off against each other? Didn't want to do it, but both of them wanted to do it. They swayed me more more on it, like and 
it's a faith where it, it really is a crossroads faith. Yeah, but it it's intriguing in so many different ways. And when I speak to different people, I have a different answer and a different outcome of how the faith could go when everyone also has their own opinion on how it could go. Lewis Crocker is has been um you know a bit of a you know, a cult figure on, on the boxing circuit here in, in Ireland. You know, he was knocking out people when he was 15, 14, you know, 16, all the way through the amateurs. He was laying people out and, and it's unheard of. And when he came into the early stage of his pro career, he, again, he was following through what he was doing. Momentum started to escape him. But but this last way we've got it, and I think... If there's an opportunity to to fulfill the early potential and the potential that the people here have seen from Lewis Crocker as a young kid coming right through, this could potentially be the night. But on the flip side of that, this could be the night where if he, if the potential isn't there, he'll be found out. Because Tyrone McKenna is that, he is that fucker you don't want to be in the ring with. He is that guy who's going to, he's going to bring you lay, he's going to test you, he's going to, if you don't really, if you haven't trained, he'll make you he'll make it aware very quickly. If it's hard made, he'll he'll dra- drag you into this, to trenches where you've never been before, where you don't want to be. But also, he's six foot two, six foot three, skinny southpaw, and can make your night horrible. Balls the burn, can punch, can take a punch, and just seems to make people very good fighters fight his kind of fight. You know, Jack Catchell fight was so close. Uh, all those years ago in 20, 2018 and you know we forget about like that was a real fucking nip and tuck even though Tyrone was getting dropped he was getting up and still winning the rounds but just grinding things out and, and then you've seen what uh, what happened to Gary Colley last time out and what Tyrone done to Jose Felix you know when the pressure was on in the Falls Park and in a cauldron like atmosphere and, and Tyrone stood up there and you know this man can be written off at your peril so he sees this as a massive opportunity to propel his career again to the next level and set up big fates for and secure his financial future for for his family. So it's insane. It's an insane fate. Like the city, I think, have appreciated that the fate has been put on. And Belfast is a boxing city. When it's a good fate, they come out in their droves and they show their appreciation for it. And and when we when we started off and we'd done a deal with Tyrone and, and Cracker, we said we're going to go December second, no matter what. Mick's situation was working in the background, but that was our like, like when we seen that and seen the re- re- reception that that gathered, we knew we we have done something that that people would be very happy with, and this is this is going to be a big special fight for both guys. I think they both need to be commended for taking it as well, because a lot of the time now people look at promoters and look at fights, and you need to be commended for this as well. And sometimes people don't like taking risks. These two want to take the risk. You want to take the risk as their promoter or manager at the same time. No, no, it's all them. It's all them. Like them too, deserve all the credit. And and you're right. It could have been very easy for either of them to go a separate route and probably get you know good enough recognition and a good night, you know, big night here on the zone. So it's for what for the winner of this, it solidifies them as their own headline act in in Belfast to to potentially do ten thousand in the SSC going forward after this. Whoever wins this fight is a new, is one of the faces of boxing here in the city, and that's kind of that's what they know and they understand. And to be that, they must they must slay the other, and that's kind of that's where this fight has 
really grasp the imagination of everyone involved. We'll move on to, to Michael now. I think after Michael's last loss, he was disrespected because he fought against Lee Wood. He beat Lee Wood, Lee Wood for most of the, the fight and then he, he lost in dramatic fashion, right? He fought Lopez, who, in my opinion, is the best in the division. And a lot of people said that Mick should retire, Mick's finish. Did you believe that after that fight? In the, in the, the first moments after that fight, when you thought in your mind, did you think, well, fuck this up? Or did you just think it was you were just beating the night by a better fighter that night? I, I just thought it was, it was as, uh, the worst I've seen make of a form. So I knew it was an off night. When you see someone having an off night, you, you can spot it a mile away. I, can, I knew from the first 30 seconds, like, like this is not the Megal I know. And, you know, there's various different reasons that we've sat down and identified, you know, between ourselves and, and our people around us. And you went, yeah, okay. You know, and I understood why the performance was what it was. But I think, you know, it's, it's, it is a bit harsh to, to rate him off so quickly when, his only two defeats have been to Ring Magazine ranked number one fighters, both Lee Wood and and like Luis Alberto Lopez. So it's not like he's been beat by you know fights he should win. These are fights where it was it was nip and tuck either way. And Lopez was heavy favorite going in, and I thought Lee Wood should have been favorite going into the the fight with Lee being in his home city and being just a newly crowned champion and having that momentum. Same with Lopez, probably the wrong time for both of them. Being the being newly crowned champions and having that uh, confidence that comes with being world champion, and both of them are, are you know they're recognised at one stage within the last twelve months as being pound for pound number one in the, in the rankings at featherweight. So, in a in a division that is really really high quality, Michael is someone who's laser focused. I've never met an athlete like him. After that fight. Did you know straight away that he would get back into the ring, or did you doubt it? Um, I knew he came to my house on the Monday, I think, for dinner, and I knew that then that he was he was back. He was going to come back. He was going to straight back in. You know, despite what everything was saying around him, and you know, obviously reading stuff online, and him kind of not giving a real verbal sway either way you know he he booked i think it was the zurich marathon or some fucking marathon half a marathon or some marathon he just knew he had to do a marathon and i think in that communication we had had he had said about yeah it'll set me up for like a good training start for for december but no one else had picked it up and it just it just nodded and at that stage when when it's things are so raw, you don't need to say anything. You just need to be there. So you just need to to listen to the events and you know, you know listen to whatever's coming out and and then in a few weeks after that, you assess the whole situation and and you realize. And then the main thing for me was when when we went to Miami and I seen him training in Miami and I just say, you're going to be world champion. There's no doubt in my mind. I still believe it. I've believed it since he was twelve years old. Um, you know, I, I'd seen it. It was it's an off night, and and I just seen the class and the quality and every gym we were in. You know, it stood out. So I knew 
he had went over and was training with with H in 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 uh in, in Fozzie's gym and they were working together there and he was building a bit of a base. I hadn't seen him training, but then when I got to Miami and actually seen him physically training, I knew yeah, he's he's ready to go. When you got to Miami, you obviously worked with Buddy McGirt, you worked with Jorge Rubio and obviously mm. Pedro Diaz. What stood out with Pedro Diaz? What was different in that training? Because I heard you and Mick both say maybe in interviews that Pedro Diaz was the man you both knew. What was different? Just very impressive. Like, like from the off, I've never seen um, a detailed preparation as much as like it right down to the smallest minute thing he, he kind of picks up on and every aspect is covered and everything is you know monitored and it's really high performance is, is how we can explain it how he goes through his preparation yes it's, it's unique and it just it felt like this is what was needed this was the step you know every coach he went to was world class and like when we sat back and went right you sat and picked it through it was a very hard decision but he we, we really enjoyed the time with body like fantastic like I, one of the probably the the best I have seen like in, in boxing he's not even watching and you'd hear a snap or no snap and he can he could spot things and, and identify faults and identify strengths and weaknesses really good and Jorge Ruby I've always had time for and I think that style is again the same kind of style what Michael's adjusted to and can it can work with very well and and Pedro Diaz, then we went there. It was just, I think he just blew us away with what what Harry Harris detailed in, right down to the minute thing and preparation and, and his video work and everything he does was just, yeah, it was all rolled in. It was the complete package. And I'm looking forward now to see, you know, there is always teething process with new new coaches. Um, so it's it's all it's all about working together and and, and trusting the process and yeah I'm really very excited to see this new this new and improved well this actually old Michael Cameron coming back like and, and you know that's all it needs. In terms of you know the fight Jordan Gill someone Mick knows very well has been in the ring with him for many rounds you know there's that added thing to it now he's Lee Wood's friend and he's training with Ben Davison and. You know, he's coach. Oh, really? I, I was under the impression he was with Ben Davison. So that's not true. No, no okay. Well, in terms of Jordan Gill and, and what he brings, do you believe this is the perfect comeback fight for Michael? It's hard to say anyone is the perfect comeback fight. You know, it's a very, very, it, I think it's a strong enough comeback fight. I think Jordan Gill has a lot to prove also. Um, he's just done a full camp with Lee Wood as he prepared for Josh Warrington, and you just touched on Lee Wood's friend. You know, there's probably his own personal connection to when Michael fought Lee Wood, and then you go right back to when the sparring stories. The sparring, I would have brought Jordan down from from Sheffield wherever he was coming down from, and 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 kind of communicated if he needed anything with them. So. Yeah, he's a lovely fella, but the sparring was 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 really good sparring and some quality rounds between both guys. And I I think both can probably take confidence off. And Jordan knows how the spars went. Ultimately, both of them know how the spars went. So there'll be there'll probably be stuff that he's taken away from it to convince himself where where he was more and and maybe. 
same with Mago, but the difference is, you know, I think Mago has the, the footage to back it up so he can he can identify things there. But again, that's a different Jordan Gill. That's a Jordan Gill of, of old. And, and I think his father is probably his main coach. I'm not sure he's doing his corner, but they're roaming around different gyms to spar different people to try and emulate Mako. They don't think they have a, a base at this own time yet. But I'd also read Davison was with coaching. That would have been brilliant. But uh, there have been Davison in Belfast. So it would have would have brought back the whole story with Lee Wood and 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 Jordan Gill and, and getting involved in that. So I think it does. I think it has enough intangibles there to really excite things. I think it has enough intangibles to be a banana skin for Michael. Also, it, again, like who, these two these two fighters both need this as much as the other. It's it's all on the lane. You know, comeback fight for Michael after losing to Lopez. Comeback fight for Jordan Gill after losing to Keiko. Both of them need this win to to keep their career alive in one sense, but also to reignite their career to put it on the world level. A lot of pressure on both of them. You know, Jordan having no coach going into this fight really ill-prepared in one sense, but then also feeling more prepared because his father is the coach, but coming into the Lions Den, which will be hostile, um, and everyone you see, you meet this is how hostile it is here and how how much of a cauldron it is here and very respectful boxing people but they will uh they will certainly not be known who they're who they're written for well i haven't got too long left so we'll go through this quickly um in terms of michael and his world title aspirations and you've touched on it you believe he'll become a world champion i think a lot of people in ireland think the same how quick of a route back to that title do you believe Michael can have if he beats Jordan Gill and when he beats Jordan Gill on December? One fight at a time. Just one fight at a time. There's no 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 point to putting labels on it. I, I believe in it. And, and just about trusting the process now. Taking every step right this time. I think we made some mistakes last time um, in, in, in putting labels on things and putting time on things. But this time... It's just about being Michael, and that's all Michael has to do. And we, we'd say that we just will maneuver things and take it after each fight. A lot of people in Belfast will be wondering: Is this matchroom Conlon boxing deal on for you know a period of time? Is Michael signed the matchroom now for a few years? What's the story there? Because obviously this is big time boxing. Back to Belfast, everyone's happy you've done it, but people want this consistently now. Well, yeah, I think they'll get. I think they'll get some consistency. It's a co-promotion, so it's it's something that you know really helps us as well. You know, kind of working with Matchroom and what they bring to the table and that big machine that they have behind things, and they could potentially make make Michael a star, like an even bigger star. He's big here, and he's obviously big in New York and whatnot. But like the lads, they promote things. And they promote fighters in, in ways that I don't think anyone else does. So it is something that, that I'm really looking forward to and really looking forward to being a part of on, on December 2nd. Final one for me. Tickets come out when this is released. Tickets will just be out because they come out today, I'll say, at 10 a.m. Yeah. Okay. 9 a.m., is it? Yeah, I think it's one. I think it's okay. name, it's name. Those tickets are expected to go very quickly. So what's your message to fans who are going to be watching this today saying... I'm thinking I'm on the fence of buying a ticket. No, oh, listen, this is the perfect night out before Christmas. This is the perfect night out, whether it be with your missus or with the lads. You have a mix of everything. You have some of the best prospects Ireland has coming through. 
but also some of the best fights that Ireland will probably see in the in the coming in the previous years. Sean McCombs, Sam Maxwell is another one that we didn't touch on for this fight, which I think has all the intentions of igniting to something big. Live together, train together, at together, supported each other, sparred each other, neither facing each other. They know each other inside out, inside out. No, no bad blood, straight business. Same with, same with Tyron McKenna and um, uh, Lewis Crocker. I think that is pure violence. Uh, the bloodthirsty people that will be in the audience will be able to enjoy that. We have everything. And then I think we have potential masterclass of boxing on as a main event. Everything. It's the perfect night out in Belfast, December 2nd. Not to be missed. Make sure you get those tickets. Jamie, always a pleasure on IFL TV. Thank you very much for your time, mate, and we'll catch up again very soon. Cheers, Mustachio. Sports Social Podcast Network.